1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse.
0: The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today.
1: Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org.
2: Good, what's happening Rush Nation, welcome to the live stream or if you are an audio listener, an OG as we like to say, welcome back to the pod, it's episode 77, we've made it. If you are watching via the stream or the later video, you'll see that I have relaxed back onto the bed today for today's episode because it's bowl week baby and it wouldn't be right if I didn't do it without my partner in crime. Ash is back, we've got no idea how long this is going to go so I thought I'd lounge on the bed. Ash, welcome back man, how you doing?
0: Yeah, it's good to be back, a bit of a last minute change of plans on Monday, which meant I missed that one unfortunately, but yeah, glad to be back and looking forward to chatting about some bowl games coming up.
2: I mean, to be fair, the uh, Pac-12 got way too much love Monday, so yeah. it's only right you're here to, to squash any Pack 12 Yeah, about. exactly,
0: got to, got to even it back out, haven't we? But no, yeah. it's always it's always good to have Jordan on as well, so percent. Uh, appreciate him stepping in and helping out, it's been a bit yeah, of mad ad- a couple of weeks, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, and we had some uh, for Jordan's. Unluckily uh, for Jordan's appearance, we had some Washington news break. Obviously, <laughs> Jordan is a Huskies fan, so it was uh, it was a little bit later than perhaps he'd have liked. But there is some Washington news breaking about quarterback to Washington. I say breaking. Yeah. It was uh, yesterday or the day before. But here we are. It's Wednesday. We missed last week, as we said. It's bowl week. We had to have another one with me and Ash. We're here. We've got so much news to talk about. The rankings then we've just got about what i don't know how many bowl games are asked you know how off the top of your head
0: uh i think it's 42 43 including the national championship um so yeah it's 40 40 standard ones and then it's the playoffs mm. so
2: they had, to, they had to add a couple of uh, this year as well didn't they because of teams of the six and six record
0: yeah so i the 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 usual, the way that they're usually eligible, I'll, I'll, I'll get out of the way now because we're going to be discussing bowl games a lot. But <laughs> the, For those that aren't aware, there is eligibility rules to be eligible for, for the bowl games. Of course, obviously the rankings come into that. Anyone outside of the top 12, uh, sorry, anyone inside the top 12 fall in the playoffs and the New Year's Six, which we'll get onto shortly. And then the rest of the top 25 fall into their own bowl games. And then you've also got um, any eligible team is um it's basically the opponents they play who are fbs standards um they get basically counted towards if they have uh, more losses than um, more wins than losses or if a um if there isn't enough teams it's then the next best team so for example it's very rare that you'd see a team that's six that's under six and six or or anything like that get a bowl mm-hmm. game unless there's too many that are, under six and six, so it's in it's it, it's in essence an, an an extra bowl. It's an extra game for the teams against the team that they wouldn't usually play, and a reward for how they've done in the season. But there's teams that are in six and six, five and seven, and stuff like that that, that get invited as well, depending on it because they've always got minimum. I think as you say they've added a couple extra ones this year, but I believe it's there's there's always between thirty five to forty bowl games outside of the playoffs. So. Gotcha. It's just like a cherry on top for those who didn't get into conference championships and those who didn't get into the playoffs or the. Uh, those who didn't get into the playoffs, basically.
2: Yeah. And, it, and it's financially rewarding as well for the teams that didn't make it into, like, mm-hmm. say, those categories. So,
0: yeah, massively. It's, it's
2: a big deal bowl season. I've learned to realize this past week listening to podcasts and stuff. But we, uh, I guess, should we start with the commitment news of Travis Hunter Ash? It isn't in the dock. I... It's not in the
0: dock. It's very last minute. Decision as as you can imagine, it is signing day, national signing day. For those that don't that don't know, uh, this is where all of the twenty twenty two recruits officially put pen to paper and sign their letters of in, letters of intent. There's a lot of changes. There's a lot of uh, decommitments and, and moving programs. And as you, as you, um, Stock just mentioned, there the, the Travis Hunter is probably the biggest news. The number depending on where you're looking, the number one or the number two in the nation player was originally committed to Florida Florida State right up until. The news started coming out what maybe f- two or three hours ago that the, yeah. um that he was going to be potentially linking up with uh, Jackson State, which is a um an H- a HBCU school and it's also coached by Dion Sanders. Obviously, prime time. I think to begin with that was sort of looking like it was um, Dion Sanders sort of trying to big up his program, and then it started to get a lot of traction and. Yeah, he has Travis Hunter has officially committed and signed his letter of intent to Jackson State, um, which is a massive, massive pickup for them. It's the, I think it's the first. I think he's the highest rated recruit since the rank the ratings came in uh, to go to an FCS school. So it's, it's a massive pickup.
2: And for they, those for those as who don't know, Travis Hunter plays.
0: He is—he's uh, classified as an athlete. So at the moment, he plays wide <laughs> receiver. He plays wide receiver and sec- like and cornerback safety. Yeah. Uh, so he's—he's he's not defined in, in exactly what position he's going to play. Uh, I think uh, it's difficult. I, I haven't. I think if um, I don't know, I can't. I'm not sure which way he's going to land. To be honest with you, um, I think it his first few weeks at. Well, Jackson State now is going to define (laughs) what position he will end up. I would say if I put money, if I was going to put money on it, he would probably end up as a in the secondary cornerback. But again, we we don't know. He he excelled at high school in both in both aspects, so that's why he's the number two or one ranked recruit in the country, depending on where you look.
2: Yeah, the kid's pretty good. Seeing some Mm. of his tape, so but that's a it's a huge shakeup of the commitment day and. Yeah, crazy, crazy news. Anyway, moving on to some stuff that we expected to happen, just not to this team. Spencer Rattler has announced his transfer to South Carolina. Rattler is going to join up with Gamecocks head coach Shane Beamer, who was the assistant head coach for the Sooners between 2018 and 2020. So, obviously, initially, we thought he'd go back to his home state of Arizona. That door yeah. was shut by Jalen Daniels, who decided to go to stay another year down at the Sun Devil. So, Spencer Rattler is, is going to somewhere he knows with Shane Beamer?
0: Yeah, and these were one of the one of the programs that were linked to him once he announced his his decision to enter the portal. And as you say, he he spent he spent a year with with Beamer before before he left to become the South Carolina head coach. So he's got that relationship. It became apparent as the season went on that he wasn't going to be getting game time next year, which we we obviously mentioned. And and he's looking to re-establish himself and it's not a bad program to, to, to join. Beamer has done a good job this year on, on writing that ship at South Carolina and they should only be better next year. And it's going to be very interesting to see how, how Rattler can lead this program. Can he uh, recoup some of that potential that he lost this year?
2: Yeah. Listening to uh, the boys on the cover three podcast, they were, they were saying it was basically off field stuff that cost Spencer Rattler his job. And, and, and we've, you know, if you've seen any of QB1, he wasn't the the nicest fella on there, should we say his his attitude was particularly stinky. So perhaps maybe a change of scenery would do him some good. But I guess only time will tell. And like you said, Beamer had a good year. So perhaps maybe they can help Rattler get back to some of his draft stock from what he lost out this year. Former number one, predicted number one overall pick. But it's... Uh, I think it's a good move for him. I think it's a good move for the Gamecocks. I think it's a good move overall. Talking of another good move, Ash, and this one is for you, George, as well. A little bit of Pac-12 love here. Former Indiana quarterback Michael Penix Jr. has announced his transfer to Washington for the 2022 season. Penix Jr. only appeared in five games for Indiana in 2021 due to a separated AC joint in his left shoulder. So this is an upgrade for Washington.
0: It is an upgrade for Washington, but it is a risk for for Washington. Um, obviously, as you mentioned, there he, he missed uh, a bunch of time this year because of this separated AC joint. He missed almost all of last year with a chest injury, uh, and he also tore his ACL in his freshman year. So he is a he is a, a very injury prone player. But when he when he's on form, he is a, he is a solid solid quarterback, and I think he will um, improve this Washington team, this Washington offense, if he can stay fit and at, at times he's he's can be quite sporadic in his in his um in his accuracy um but he is a solid quarterback he just needs to stay fit and I think this injury probably decided it for him to to remain in school because uh, to be honest I think if he had if it, it, I at the start of the year thought he would be declaring for the 22 draft um he's, he would have been uh, eligible for this year um but obviously this injury and and last year's injury and He's essentially missed at least every every year with um, with injury. He, he, sorry, it he, yeah. So he's this is he's been in school for four years, and I believe he's had a season-ending injury, injury every year. He's had two ACL injuries. He's had the separated shoulder, which he's had this year, and he had the chest injury in 2019. So he is very injury-prone. If he, but <laughs> it, it's a massive risk for both sides, but I'd say more so for Penix. He's he's, he's Throw him one last dart to to have a good season, and and we'll see we'll see how that goes next year. But if he can stay on the field, he will be an improvement for the Washingtons' um, offense. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Another quarterback who's on the move is Texas A and M's Zach Calzada. He's going to be entering the transfer portal. Calzada replaced the injured Haynes King early in 2021 and was up and down throughout the season, you know, started slow, had a good mid period and then sort of tailed off towards the end of the season. It's yet to be announced whether Calzada is going to appear in the Gator Bowl against Wake Forest or if the Aggies freshman Blake Bost will be the starting QB. So this is this one sort of surprised me a little bit, Ash.
0: Yeah, it has surprised me that he's decided to enter. Um, as you say, he's had an up and down year. But Haynes King, before he got injured, wasn't light in the world on light. So I think there would have been another battle in the off season.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But potentially something's gone on out um, behind the scenes because, obviously, uh, as you mentioned, there they've got Blake Boss, they've got Haynes King. He's going to be coming back from injury. And I believe they've got another guy in there as well who's quite highly rated, but for life me I can't remember. So maybe he saw the writing on the wall, wasn't interested in a battle like that, and has and has decided to to, to look elsewhere. But yeah, I I'm not I'm not overly surprised. I think King comes back and and wins this job um, when he is fit. Uh, so and Calzada's tasted the field for a lot of the time this year. He's got some decent tape on him, and he probably think he can get a starting job elsewhere. And I think he probably will do. Um, he'll probably enter another battle, but maybe I think he's good enough to to step into one of those lesser um, programs within the within the Power Five or Group of Five. So I reckon yeah. it's a good move on his on his on his yep. side.
2: Agreed, agreed. Another another thing that absolutely shocked me, Ash, was that Auburn quarterback Bo Nix. He's going to remain in school for 2022, but it won't be with Auburn. The 3 years yeah. Tiger star has announced his decision to enter the transfer portal. Nix had a very solid 2021 before his injury, which was ankle-related. He finished with 2,294 yards, 11 touchdowns, and only three picks, which was very good for Bo Nix. And that was over the 10-game period he did play for the Tigers. He's he's transferring as a graduate transfer, Ash. What, what does that mean?
0: uh well, i couldn't tell you what that means I'm, oh, I, I'm sorry i don't know what a graduate transfer means but i am very surprised that he is he is um staying transfer. in school yeah, yeah like, i was that he's staying in school
2: he is on my list of players well he's not anymore i removed him this morning he was yeah. on my list of players to add into the next playbook of my rookie list of quarterbacks for yeah. the playbook but I no longer have to write about bonics this year. But I presume that a grad transfer is somebody who has finished their degree and is transferring to a school.
0: It is exactly that. Yes, they have earned their degree, but is still eligible um, without sitting out a year. It allows them to stay in school for a year without having to sit out. So he has graduated, but he's, he's staying one more year. I, I'm very surprised because this isn't the... This is a wide open draft class and it's not the strongest draft class. So Bo Nix would have been in consideration for some, for some programs. Not sure where that would be. I don't think he's quite a first rounder. I think maybe second or, or potentially third, but he is, he's up in that conversation and he's had a good year before the injury. Mm. I thought was it was at the iron bowl. He got hurt. He broke his ankle, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. So that could be a factor. Maybe he doesn't think he's going to be fully fit to get into the, um, to to participate in the combine and all the off season draft stuff. So, but it's, it's a big risk going back. If that is the decision, if that's the reason he's made that decision, but very, very surprised. And I'm very interested to see where he ends up with the amount of, I mean, obviously rattlers and pennics are off of the list, but there's still a a whole host of, um, a a whole host of quarterbacks in the transfer portal. And, you know, if I was to put my money on someone with the way that he plays, I think he could end up in Cincinnati, replacing replacing Desmond Ritter. Because that's a program, even if they lose Ritter and they're going to lose a couple of pieces in the draft, they're still a solid outfit and they're still going to be a solid outfit next year. He can step into that program and I think he's got the tools to continue what Ritter done there. And it it may be an an easy situation for him. I think if I was to put my money on anywhere, that's probably where I would put him.
2: I'm a massive fan of that. I was gonna I was gonna say if I had to guess somewhere he'd go to Tennessee and replace Hendon Hooker, but that I like that since he won. I like that even more. Hadn't even considered that, which is superb. Ash, the next bit of news relates to Clemson. Before we get to that bit of news, I probably absolutely murdered Clemson's backup quarterback name on Monday's show. If you could uh, if you could <laughs> Enlighten me as to how to say this guy's name because it's just alphabet soup. But uh, for
0: mansion, is it not? For
2: Mansion, okay. For Mansion. Okay.
0: That's probably not right either. <laughs> uh but if I was to if if I was to try and say it, yeah, it'd be for Mansion.
2: Okay, no, we'll go with that. It's a lot easier to say than the mess I made <laughs> of it Monday. So yeah, okay. Clemson have announced their new coordinators for the twenty twenty two season. Former quarterbacks coach Brandon Streeter will be the new O C replacing Tony Elliott. Who was announced as Virginia's head coach, while Mikey Kuhn and Wesley Goodwin will be joint DCs replacing Brent Venables, who is now Oklahoma's new head coach. So Clemson have got their house in order, Ash.
0: They have indeed, yeah. And they've they've stayed in house with their uh, with their hires as well, which if I mean, probably the right decision. they I don't know. Was it the right decision? I mean, uh, I they haven't think... had the best of years. Uh, let's be honest. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, clearly Sweeney is is happy with his his backroom staff if he's if he's decided to promote from within. But I think the fact that those two, uh, the the two the the OC and the DC got got head coaching jobs this year off the back of the year they've had is is probably a surprise in itself. But I don't expect yeah. it's just on this year, is it? So, no, Brett no, brent Venables is a, is a good coach. He's been a very good coach up until up until this point. So, I think the Oklahoma yeah. role is uh, is fitting for him, especially with his history there. But yeah, let's uh, wait and see how they how they get on.
2: Yeah, and Tony Elliott as well. You know, Dabo brought them both in mm. from outside as opposed to promoting, and that was when Dabo's job was potentially on the line, or way back when, and. It'd be interesting to see how this in-house promotion goes because Dabo is not one who likes to dabble in the outside world. No. He does like to promote from the inside because there is the Clemson way, as as everybody knows. So, yeah,
1: right, that, Ash, yes. we've got
2: we, we, we've got the rankings in front of us. Uh, are we going to run through the rankings, or is that old news for everyone now?
0: I think most people know it to be honest with you I think it might just be worth jumping straight into the the actual bowl games so or we we could reel off the top 12 and then just go into the uh, go into the bowl games I reckon okay the top 12 is all that really matters now the rest of them obviously uh, have got their own bowl games but those uh, those 12s are the ones who are going to be competing in the big ones
2: okay so 12 is Pitt 11 Utah 10 Michigan State 9 Oklahoma State 8 Ole Miss seven Baylor six Ohio State five Notre Dame four Cincinnati three Georgia two Michigan one Alabama. Bad Bing jobs are good and Ash you've got some stats there that was very quick and I appreciate that but there is a few things you've written down that are relevant to the rankings.
0: Yeah, I mean they're a couple of weeks old now, so I think most people that would listen to this pod know know what the rankings are. So I think that's it's apparent it's, it's fair enough. But yeah, there are a few uh, facts or. Uh, stats that I thought I would uh, I would chuck in here. So this is the seventh time that Bama have made the playoffs, the second time for Georgia, and it's the first playoff appearance for both Cincinnati and Michigan. The playoffs are actually well, relatively new. I think the playoffs started. I know the New Year's Six games started in twenty fourteen. That's what they were known as. I can't remember when the actual playoffs changed to the current way they are. I'm just having to try and quit that now, but I think it's, yeah, 2014 as well. So th- this new concept of the playoffs started in 2014. So it's the first time for Cincinnati, the first time for Michigan, second time for Georgia and seventh time for Bama, which I don't think anyone's surprised about. It's also yeah. the fifth time in eight years that Bama have been number one seed in the playoffs. Again, I think that, I mean, if you were to look at this a month ago, I think people would be very surprised that they were number one, but on the face of it, the start of the season, it's Bama. It's probably unsurprising that they, that they finished and that they they saw off Georgia in the championship game. It's unsurprising that they finished number one again.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: You've also got Michigan. They are the third big, big 10 team to make the playoffs. They joined Ohio State and Michigan States to, uh, to to make the, the, the playoffs again, since, since they became their new form in 2014 and Cincinnati is the first AAC team to make the playoffs and they're not the first group of five because obviously UCF did you know are they the first group did UCF make the playoffs I
2: think think, they're the first group of five.
0: I think they're the first group of five they're definitely the first AAC and I'm fairly sure they are the first group of five to make the playoffs and again but massive achievement in itself that I think from here on out I, to be honest, I think the the game, the first game, the semi final, as we call it, of the uh, of the playoffs, is their playoff game, is their playoff championship. If they win that, then obviously they're into the championship. I think this game in itself is their championship. With what happened to them last year, being being left out of it rather unfairly by a lot of people, I think regardless of what happens, this is their this is their championship game.
2: Yep, hundred percent. I think anything past this is a bonus for Cincinnati, and they see. Like you say, this is their Super Bowl or their championship game, and then it, I, I don't think they'll beat Bama. Um, but I, I, obviously the whole college football world is absolutely unless you're an Alabama fan, Jake. Apologies, you know that everybody wants Cincinnati to to go as far as possible. So I will certainly be cheering for Cincinnati against Bama, and and they've got you know if they turn up. They've got. A, I want to say they've got a chance. I don't know if they have. <laughs> I'm, I'm so out of depth of that matchup. There's just.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean that's. We, we may as well get get onto it. It's the first. It's the first one, isn't it? Cotton, the Cotton Bowl.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, we've yeah. got two playoff games, both on December the thirty first. The Cotton yeah. and the Orange Bowl. Uh, I believe. The, am I right in thinking this, Ash, that Alabama get to choose as the number one seed which bowl they. Okay, go for.
0: Oh, you've thrown me there. I don't, I, I. didn't realise that was a thing. I thought that they were. I, I, I determined,
2: but I am fairly sure. Don't quote me on this. That the number one seed gets to choose whether they compete in the cotton or the orange bowl. See, look at me, Ash. I've turned up on the college pod. Not enough, this yeah. season, in and I'm dropping absolute dimes.
0: Let's have a look. So.
2: Whilst, whilst Ash looks for that, Rush Nation, Alabama are currently 13.5-point favourites. The over-under is set at 58, so they are expecting fireworks in this game. I, if Alabama were 14-point favourites, then you'd be taking that all day long, but the 13.5 is uh, the, the hooks there for the under-two touchdowns, so that's that's tricky badger for me. I, uh, yeah, I'm not sure.
0: So I can't see anything to say that the number one gets to decide which one they go in. But what does happen, um, which I did, which I was aware of, it is the six bowl games. So Cotton Orange and the ones we get on to shortly, Peach Fiesta, Rose and Sugar, they rotate each year. Which two are the playoff games, and which the remaining four are the are the, the, the New Year six games. But I can't right. see anything to say that they get to choose. That doesn't. I don't know if that's. It might just not be on the one I'm looking at, but it's um i'm I'm sure
2: i heard it this week probably i I mean
0: i I wouldn't be surprised they i'm sure that they get some sort of advantage um so and i mean that wouldn't surprise me because i think they are always in the same um venue and the cotton bowl is in texas i want to say it's in i think yeah it's in it's in dallas so okay maybe that's what yeah but yeah is it, some, yeah so
2: some research to be done there i, I think, think
0: so yeah i think so i reckon that's that's something to go away and have a look at but yeah this the cotton and orange bowl this year is the two uh, the two playoff games and uh, i think if, <laughs> getting on to the bama and since he won first you're obviously not as sure i i'm a little bit more confident in cincinnati i think oh yes yeah now that might be
2: um Is this the curse?
0: That might be a curse, <laughs> it might be a bit of a stretch because of my Cincinnati bias but I just uh, I just love what, they, what they've what they done and I think they can pull together as a unit and, and, and perform above expectation I think they've got two of the best cornerbacks in the league at the moment in um, Amad Gardner and uh, Kobe Bryant who I think can shut down the likes of Jameson Williams I think their run game defense is enough to stop the run game you've just got to worry about Bryce Young I think Bryce Young of course Heisman winner this year we saw what he did to the Georgia defense so and the Georgia defense are are a better defense in Cincinnati I just I'm more confident in Cincinnati's offense being able to keep up with Bama's offense Yep. Ridder can be sporadic at times but I think he is a top top quarterback and he's shown that this year and last year in particular. Um and Bama's defense this year have been underrated and I think it's apparent how underrated they are that Will Anderson the linebacker is is the best defensive player in the in the country at the moment and he wasn't even in consideration for the the Heisman. I think should Did you
2: didn't, didn't you see though he got the third most first place votes out of everyone and wasn't even at the final four.
0: Yeah, I know it's crazy. That's what yeah. I mean. The, the he was he was. I don't. I can't quite understand why he wasn't wasn't there. But uh, most tackles in the in the in the country. Just an absolute dominant season, and he's still got. I think he's eligible. I think he's twenty twenty four draft class, but I believe he's eligible next year if he wants to declare early probably think he will because he's if he has a year like he has had this year he's going to be the number 1 let's be completely honest i think it's he's, he's he's an absolute beast but i just think that the cincinnati defense offense as a whole can as i say keep up with bama and i think i would take the i would i would take cincinnati to win this and i or would outright. probably yeah and i would take the under as well <laughs> I think it's going to be a close lowest. I think it's going to be a under fifty eight. I, I I would take back. I would take Cincinnati and the under on this one. Holy! I'm just conf- I'm just confident as a unit in Cincinnati on both sides of the ball that they can do enough to keep up with with Bryce Young and shut down Bryce Young's weapons.
2: So we've 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 touched on some teams earlier on in the season, Ash, who we were really high on, and then the following week they crashed and burned. Yeah. Cincinnati, we've talked about week in, week out, and the curse of Five Yard College has not yet struck, so are they the you know, the chest that the curse is contained in and they cannot be touched (laughs) with? Well, who knows? Who knows? Maybe. Okay, I, I like your optimism, and I think your points are all valid. I think the other one is just as close, in my opinion. The Orange Bowl, which again is on December the 31st. Michigan yeah. versus Georgia. Georgia are currently seven and a half point favorites. And the over-under is a very low 43. I, yep. I think Michigan have got the same... I think Michigan can do to Georgia what Alabama did to Georgia. No. Okay.
0: And the reason I say no is because i don't think that you could put the ball in cade mcnamara's hands and he does the same as what bryce young did georgia will shut down this run in, this run game and mcnamara is not good enough to to put the offense on his shoulders their okay. defense it, their defense will keep them in this game no doubt about it mcnamara will make plays because he does and but when he but he's not been asked to. Do a great deal on this offense. It's been it's been through their run game predominantly this season, and it's a fantastic run game. So there's no reason why you wouldn't put it through them. But I think Georgia's defense are too. I think Georgia's defense are going to be able to shut down the run game enough to put it on the shoulders of McNamara. And I just don't think he's got what it takes to to overcome the the Georgia defense.
2: Okay, personally,
0: no, it's, it's, no, that's no,
2: fair. Um, and I, but
0: on the same side. On the, same, on the same topic, I think it's a similar situation with Stetson Bennett and the Michigan defence. I think the Michigan defence are going to stop the Georgia run game, and I don't think Stetson Bennett is good enough to, to overcome the, the Michigan pass, pass defence, which I, I understand why it's a low-scoring affair. I still think Georgia are going to have more than enough to, to, to see off Michigan, but I think it's going to be a low-scoring affair and I wouldn't be surprised to see either quarterbacks have a good game.
2: OK, that's no, fair. The, point, the points are all valid and I'm here to listen. And <laughs> I've taken it on board. But I still think, I just think that this is, I think everything has fallen into place for Jim Harbaugh. If, if Georgia had have beaten Alabama last, uh, when they last played, then I would have said no, no chance. But I think now, I think Harbaugh, is a, Harbaugh Jim Harbaugh is a good enough coach to have seen what Alabama did and build enough of a game. Like you say, their defence will keep them in it. And I think of the two offences, I think they have a slightly better offence. And that that was, regardless of Georgia's defence, we've seen what an elite offence with Alabama can do. And I think a good offence can keep Georgia honest enough that Michigan will be in this one. So...
0: You taking the the over under?
2: Oh man, this, this, we talked about the, um, we talked about the Michigan, uh, the last Michigan game being that it could be, no, who was it? Who, which game did we say could be like a seven, three game that was, oh, I can't uh, remember. I can't remember. We, we, we talked about remember. a game that Michigan were in and we said that this, they could control this was game. seven was Michigan,
0: Michigan State, wasn't
2: it? Possibly. Um. Yeah. And I think this game, this game could be stupid low as well. But forty three so low. Although saying that, I took the under in the Army Navy game the other day, and that came in, and that was thirty three and a half. So,
0: yeah, I think it will. I, I I would take the under. I I I think the fav Georgia being favourites. I I mean, I wouldn't take that minus seven point five. I have. I think this is going to be a one score game, and I can imagine it's going to be something like. Twenty-one fourteen or twenty-one twenty. I think it's going to be a very close game. Yeah. But I just, I just think Georgia have got enough to, to shut down McNamara, and I think I just, I just, and they're good enough defensively to stop this run game enough.
2: Okay, we should have a show bet for this one. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of a good reason for this, a good way of. So you think Cincy and the under in the first game. Yeah, and I want to take Michigan, and I think it's going to be under two. Okay. So, based on that, okay, we're going
0: to be making bank. Yeah, well, yeah, someone's <laughs> going to someone's going to cash.
2: <laughs> and then obviously we've got January the tenth, the national championship. That's the one everybody wants to get to, and we'll we we'll we will be talking about that in a lot more detail as we get closer to January the tenth, and once Christmas and New Year has rolled out of the way, Ash, let's yeah. talk some New Year six games. Yep. On the 30th of December, so the first one is before the two semi finals you've got the Peach Bowl, Michigan State versus Pitt. Pitt are three and a half point favourites, and the over-under is 63.5 in this one. So we are fully expecting Pitt and Michigan State to go hammer and tongs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but will Kenny Pickett be there? That is the, that is the question. Yeah, I, don't I, don't think, I don't think he will. I think it's pretty evident that he's going to the draft this year. Is and
2: On the same vein, then, is Kenneth Walker going to be there? Or will he... Uh,
0: no, I don't think either of them will be. We're already seeing, and we'll get on to uh, the, the next one we'll be talking about, we'll be getting onto to a couple of players that won't be there. I think by the time we get to 30th of December, I have a I have a strong suspicion that, that we'll be missing a picket and, uh, and a Walker, which makes this game even more interesting. Because which well, makes I, that over under um, massively <laughs> yeah, high. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, I uh, in this one, I think I don't know. I think I would probably agree with the with the odds. I would say Pitt are slight favourites, but it, it's so dependent on Pickett. Yes. I think if Pickett isn't there, I think if Walker isn't there, I think Michigan State have probably still got enough. I think if Pickett's missing, I don't know what their backups like. I, I'll be a complete honest with you. I don't know who. I don't even know what his name is. I don't know enough about him to still be confident in that offense. I think yep. it runs through Pickett. I think yes, Michigan State offense has ran through Walker this year, but I think the the remaining cast can can still can still get, do do enough. And their defense has been solid for the majority of the year. I would probably take Michigan State if Pickett isn't there. If Pickett's there, I would take Pitt. It's that. It's that finer detail. I think one player is going to make the difference in this game. To be honest with you,
2: yeah. Drew Pine is the backup quarterback. at Notre Dame.
0: Okay. No idea.
2: So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what makes these. You know, the the semifinals for the playoffs are easy games because no one's leaving for the draft for those until until no, the exactly. games are all played. Whereas. Excuse me, the New York Six games and all the rest of the bowl games, the, all the lines and stuffs out there. But back in these games, you just don't know what's going to happen by by the time some of these games roll around. Like who's going to be who's going to be playing, and you need to wait till right till before the game to get the money on. I think unless unless yeah. the line breaks down real really early on, um, and you can you can like that over under. If if Kenny Pickett's probably not going to be there, that seems very high. So. Mm-hmm. You could probably back that the under now and, and um, take the value there if if, if that's still the line. Um, on the 1st of January, we've got three games, the Fiesta, the Rose and Sugar, as mm-hmm. Ash Afformenly said. The first one with the Fiesta Bowl is Notre Dame at Oklahoma State. The yeah. Irish are two and a half points favourites in a 45 point over-under defence.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and this is the team, Notre Dame the team that I was on about that have already lost a couple of players. Obviously, you... Carl Hamilton, top safety in the 2022 class, one of the top prospects in the 2022 class as a whole. Has missed the back end of this season. He's been out since late October, I think it was. He injured himself. He's obviously already said that he's not going to be in this game. He's declared for the draft. He's getting ready for that. They've also lost Kyron Williams, their running back, who I, as as the listeners will know, am a massive fan of. I, I think I went with him as my plant the flag this year but I need to go back and have a look. I'm fairly confident I went Kyron Williams. I went in in my running back, but he's said he's for going this game as well. And he's going to the draft. So two big ticket players for Notre Dame, not in this game. Hamilton is a big loss, but they've obviously adjusted without him for the back end of this season. I think Kyron Williams is going to be a big loss for them, yep. but they've also got the rejuvenation. Yes, they lost Brian Kelly, but Marcus Freeman has been promoted and, I think is he their youngest head coach in history? I know he's 35 and I'm pretty sure he's their youngest head coach in history. So what a game to to be in charge of for, for one of your first games in charge. Yeah. Um, actually, I think it is their first game in charge because, of course, they're independent so they, they wouldn't have had a, a conference game um, this year. So I'm, I'm fairly sure this bowl game, New Year's Six bowl game, will be Freeman's first game in charge. I i would take notre dame in this one um again i think it's going to be close i think oklahoma state defense are our top tier this year in particular mm-hmm. but spencer saunders is very suspect with a ball in his hands that's kind of not yeah exactly <laughs> and notre dame's defense have been have been good in the in the Back end of this season, they've improved massively from the start of the year. We are all quite worried about not get Notre Dame towards the start of the year, and they've just taken it up another level after the first like three or four weeks. And their defense, in particular, has been solid. and I think they can. They're just going to cause Saunders and the the offensive line all cause all cause all sorts of mischief. Mm-hmm. I think the over under and the Notre Dame being t- minus two point five favorites is probably fair. I would be in the same sort of vein as that. Uh, but I—it's hard to look past Notre Dame. Uh, in this one,
2: yeah, agreed. New coach wants to get off to a winning start. Yeah, get the dub there. Right next one, Rose Bowl is your Buckeyes taking on Utah in a bar. This could be an absolute barnstormer. The Buckeyes mm. are nearly seven point six and a half point favorites. The over under is set at a
1: huge.
0: Sixty-seven. <laughs> yeah, I was. I mean, I know it's Ohio State and it's the Ohio State offense and it's it's CJ Stroud and Co. I was still surprised to see that over under at sixty-seven because in the last few weeks, in particular, Utah's defense has been fantastic. They've really, really improved. I so it, yeah, I was surprised to see it so high. But I think if Stroud is on point and the offense is on point. If this game is going to go one or two ways utah of course are going to have that oomph, that emphasis of winning the pack 12 title against oregon last week uh week before last um and and coming into a new year's six bowl game whereas obviously ohio state have missed out on the playoffs they lost to michigan um and didn't make the big 10. Utah are going to have the emphasis. They're going to have the motivation, but I just I think Ohio State's offense is too overpowered for this Utah defense that have been good, and they have been good as I say in the last few weeks. Uh, but I just I just think Stroud on his day is is just going to be too much for for Utah. So I would I would say I, I would to I be honest I would probably take the I don't know would I take the over sixty seven is a lot. Yeah, it is, but I would still take the over. Yeah, I, I, think... I think the over the over is good.
2: I think you're right. CJ Stroud is is gonna put it on Utah, but then we've seen over the last three weeks that Utah can also put points up, which is why 67 is fair. You know, if Utah yeah. put up 30, 32, 35, something like that, then you're definitely you're pretty sure the Buckeyes are gonna get near to forty. So, 67s, yeah. I think 67s the right call, and I, I'd be on the over by just.
0: Yeah, I would probably. Oh, yeah, I would probably back the over as well. I would say, I would say both are fair Ohio State by a touchdown and the over high scoring, high scoring affair. But yeah, I just think I just think Ohio's offense has got a bit too much for Utah on the day. Yeah,
2: and I think they've got something to prove as well, like missing definitely. out on the playoffs. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: And then finally, we have got the Sugar Bowl. So on the first of January, so Happy New Year, everyone! Baylor are taking on Ole Miss, and Baylor. This is basically a pick, and Baylor are one and a half point favorites with the over under set at
0: fifty three. Yeah, potentially no Gary Bohannon for Baylor, um, which could be an impact. Of course, he did miss the Big Twelve Championship game as well, and his his backup, who for the life of me his name has gone out of my head, um, did did a good job. Um, oh God, what was his name? <laughs> um, he was a freshman. Shepton? His name. Shepton, his I name
2: think. is Blake Shapen.
0: Shapen, ah, oh, that's close. Shap and shapen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's he's done a good job in relief. Uh there are reports that Bahannan could be back, and I think if he is, that will be a massive boost for Baylor. But I think Ole Miss's offense this year has been fantastic. I think they've been I think they ranked in the top twenty offences this year. And I think Matt Corral will put the ball in his hands and and if he if he feels like it, I think he could have an absolute field day over Baylor. But again, I think you're right. I think and I think the I think the odds are spot on here. I think it is a pick and you can go either way and, and won't be disappointed if it if it if it turns out the other way. I personally will be going with Ole Miss. I think Lane Kiffin's offence is just and Matt Corral in particular have, have just been fantastic all year. And I struggle to look past that, even if it is against this Baylor defense. And I'm not over i think they've done as i said i think sheppard and Bohannon have done a good job this year but i just they've been a bit like bohan has been suspect at times in his in his mm-hmm. passing. so if he is the one leading the line you've got that to worry about if it's Shepin, you've got a freshman coming up against ole miss so yeah I, I i if i had to put money on it it would be ole miss
2: yeah, is is Corral going to play? That's the thing. Is Matt Corral going to? play? I mean, play? it's
0: another one. Yeah, it's a. It is a potential that he might not. Um, but I think he seems like the type of player that would.
2: Sort of I stand-up think, fella.
0: Yeah, no, just I think he's always. I feel like he's always got a point to prove, and I think I think the high not winning the Heisman. I think, despite the fact he probably he was not really he was in consideration but he wasn't if that makes sense yeah um I think he probably will take that as enough I think he'll take that offensively and let's be honest he's going into the draft this year and a good bowl game could put him right up to the top because Mm -hmm. as I said earlier this draft this draft class for quarterbacks is so open at the moment in my opinion there are there's easily three guys that are vying for the top the, the number one quarterback corrals one of them Solid bowl game could help his cause massively.
2: Yep, fully agree with that. Right, Ash, the next set of bowl games start this Friday on the 17th of December and then all the way through to the 1st of January, barring Boxing Day, there is college football on television.
0: I know, great, isn't it? It's
2: superb. it.
0: It is indeed. Obviously, I think if we tried to go through all of them, we'd be sat here for hours. So as they are out into the future, what I thought is we would give a quick rundown of what they are and who's playing and what date. And then as we go through the next couple of weeks, when the games come up, we can discuss them then. What do you reckon?
2: Yeah, fully on board with that. Fully on board with that. Any betting advice would be muchly appreciated. We, <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. We do start this Friday, though, actually. We've got the Kew Bowl with yeah. Northern, Northern Illinois versus Coastal Carolina and the Bahamas Bowl, Middle Tennessee versus Toledo. Uh, travelling to the Bahamas sounds delightful for a bowl game, I don't know. It's...
0: It does, yeah. It sounds absolutely fantastic. I I would hope that it is in the Bahamas and it's not just a uh, and it's not just a name and an, uh, a name for it. Let's have a look at Bahamas Bowl. Come on, it's gotta be, hasn't it? Oh it is. It actually is in the Bahamas. That is well, Toledo and Middle Tennessee <laughs> are the winners of the bowl on the games holiday. already. It's decided. It's decided. There you go. (laughs) Um on December eighteenth, which is the Saturday, there is a whole bunch of games being played. That first off is the Independence Bowl, which is a number thirteenth ranked BYU against UAB. (laughs) <laughs> the New Orleans bowl is Marshall versus Louisiana who are ranked number 23 in the final playoff rankings. The New Mexico bowl is UTEP versus Fresno state. We have, we then have the Boca Raton bowl, which is Western Kentucky versus app state. The LA bowl is Utah state versus Oregon state. And the final game on Saturday is the lending tree bowl, which is Eastern at Michigan versus Liberty Malik Willis final game potentially. Well, yeah yeah it will be yeah, it's, i'd it's, say, uh, I would say so i would say so
2: yeah. yeah there's some good games like first these I lift, think so. there's some really good games mm. like utah fresno western kentucky app state that could be really good utah state oregon state George one to saying he's going to get up for that that could mm. be an absolute belter that is uh sponsored by jimmy kimmel did you know that
0: I did see that. Yeah, he, yeah. I have seen that he was he was sponsoring the bowl game this year, which I which think is, is bizarre, mental. like an yeah, actual mental. person. Yeah, I've no crazy. idea how much
2: it is like how much to sponsor a bowl game. I
0: can't imagine it's like, cheap.
2: <laughs> no, I can't imagine it's cheap either. But it would be good to get. We know we get one, one. Who's one of the new ones? We could probably get a five-yard college bowl game there.
0: Oh yeah, let's do it. <laughs> or when it come, if, if we get a bowl game in the UK,
2: well, crikey, <laughs> we've got to get a. I mean, I know it's in Ireland, but we've got to get a college game over here first. That's true. But, I mean, yeah. And then, oh, I, I told a lie, Ash. There's no game on the 19th of December. Is no. is this list an American
0: list or a British list? Uh, good question. Because so if this is... is
2: the American list, one of those games that you mentioned might leak into the 19th. Yeah, November. this is
0: the, I'm fairly sure this is the American list. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the American list. But okay, cool. So it'll be Sunday morning here, but usually we don't see um, college football on a Sunday because obviously Sunday is is, is for NFL. But yeah, for it, from a UK point of view, yeah, there will be a couple. Of, I suspect the LA, is it, would it be LA? What side's LA on?
2: That's West Coast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there will be a couple of these games that will be in the... Uh, I I also feel like
2: some of these bowl games, Ash, you've missed out a little bit of the actual name because some of them are like two sponsors. I've
0: not, I've not put the sponsors in. These are just the actual bowl game names because the sponsors change; they can change each year. So, like Lending Tree has a sponsor as well, but it is the Lending Tree Bowl. Um, Gotcha. The LA is obviously Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel LA, but it is the LA Bowl. So, all of these ones as we get down the list will sound like they are a sponsored bowl they are but then there's also a, for some of them there's an additional sponsor i've just done what the actual bowl game's called
2: i like that because there is some of them are ridiculous with the yes. sponsors in the name they are ridiculous yes so we've only got one game on december the 20th that's the myrtle beach bowl that's tulsa versus old dominion Old Dominion get a trip down to Myrtle Beach in Carolina. So that will be absolutely delightful. And then I'm going to do another one, Ash. On the yeah, December the 21st, we've got the Frisco Bowl, UTSA against San Diego State. That could be a wicked game of football. And then the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, which is yeah. ridiculous in its own right, It's Kent State versus Wyoming.
0: Yeah. That is the uh, that is the one that I that I thought you were <laughs> I thought you were referencing when you said about some ridiculous names. There's another one a bit further down that we'll get onto as well. But yeah, uh, I think San Diego State uh UTSA will be a good game, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. They, I will yeah. reel off the next couple of days. So December 22nd is the armed <coughs> forces, which of course involves Army versus Missouri. And then on December twenty-third, you've got the Gasparelli. Bowl, which is going to be a fantastic game, is Florida versus UCF. So there is a Florida derby in the Gasparilla Bowl, which is going to be very exciting to see. And you've also got the Frisco Classic, which is Miami, Miami, Ohio versus North Texas, also taking place on the 23rd of December.
2: I I heard that the Gasparilla, I didn't uh, The uh, what a Gasparilla is. It's, it's something to do with a party on boats down in Tampa or something like that. It's basically it's spring really? bait, but on boats in Tampa.
0: Well, that sounds good to me. I thought I'll be honest with you. I read it as I thought it was a uh, petrol. <laughs> I thought it was petrol. What am I thinking of? Um... I swear there's <clears throat> something along those sort of lines that sounds similar to that. But clearly, I'm clearly I'm wrong.
2: No, I mean I could be well off base. i just... no, no.
0: You are right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right that it's in Tampa. That's as far as I could tell you. <laughs> it is. In, yes. It's uh yeah. The Gasparilla pirate festival. It's a parade hosted in Tampa, Florida.
2: There you go. Everyone dresses up as pirates and gets hammered. It sounds fantastic. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> we should, we should plan that for like a couple of years time, a five yard college trip. To the I Gasparilla think, yeah.
0: Festival. I, f- I think Merce will be up for it as well. If it's in Tampa.
2: Absolutely. My, um, yeah, one of my team names is the five yard Pirates. So it, it's absolutely okay. perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, the armed forces bowl. Ash, does army mm. always represent in that? Uh,
0: I don't think. I don't think it's always the army. I think the navy also are potentially eligible in it. And, uh, and air force, surely. Um, sorry, of course, yeah, the air
2: force are as well. Um, Talking of navy, did you see navy's uniform in the army navy game?
0: Yeah, I said to be fair, I always like their uniforms. I think yeah. that that game is obviously is a is an event in itself because it's it's obviously army army navy but that yeah the uniforms always top top class so yeah
2: the navy uniform this year the helmet like the matte gray helmet was
0: sick yeah
2: sick where do we get to christmas eve december the 24th is mm. the hawaii bowl memphis versus hawaii again i'm not sure hawaii are always in that right no this is just so. perfect. The stars are aligning here mm. teams to win their bowl. That Hawaii game is actually taking place in Hawaii's practice facility, not in Hawaii Stadium. And I think it holds five or 7,000 people. So it would be a very, mm. very intimate venue, that Hawaii well, Bowl. Indeed, yeah. And 9,000,
0: then... the Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex. There you go.
2: And then on Christmas Day, we've got the Camellia Bowl, Ball State versus Georgia State. College football Christmas Day, yeah. does not get any better than this.
0: That is great, isn't it? You can't, you can't. Got to love having football on on Christmas Day. I know right. we 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 get NFL on Christmas Day as well, don't we? Usually,
2: yeah. I'm sort of three, four years ago, something. Well, that must be four or five years ago, maybe. I know um, the Steelers played Christmas Day. Ash. I remember did. them playing. Yeah, Christmas they did.
0: Day. Yeah, brilliant. What a day! I, yeah, I mean. If... Got just got to love having football on Christmas Day because, especially if it's in, if it's in the evening, it's even better because you get all the uh, all the family stuff out the way, and then when everyone's chilling and uh, are too full of food and maybe a few too many ports, have a nice little sit down on the sofa and watch a bit of football. You can't beat okay. it.
2: Didn't have you down as a port man,
0: eh? Oh, I am on oh I'll be honest with you, mate. I'll drink <laughs> anything on Christmas. <laughs> but port's usually there. Port, a bit of port, bit of Bailey's, not together. Don't usually don't usually go together. But oh
2: curdle mix.
0: Uh, yeah, definitely. There are no games on Boxing Day. Everyone needs a rest on Boxing Day, even football. <laughs> so next set of games are on December 22nd. We've got the military bowl, which is ECU versus Boston College, and we've also got the quick lane. Bowl, which is Western Michigan versus Nevada, and I'll be very interested to see if Carson Strong nope. and nope. Romeo dubes are involved in that bowl game.
2: Or Cole—I don't think Cole Turner's playing either. I'm fairly Reckon sure I've heard Turner's, Turner's not playing already. I would
0: be—I would be very surprised to see them represent Nevada yep. in that game.
2: Absolutely, 100% agree. On the 28th of December, they're off five games. The Holiday Bowl, which is very apt, is UCLA against NC State, who are ranked 18th. The Birmingham, said that in my American accent, (laughs) the Birmingham Bowl is Houston versus Auburn. Obviously, no Bo Nix in that one. Mm -hmm. Then you've got the First Responder Bowl, Louisville against Air Force. The Liberty Bowl, Texas Tech versus Mississippi State. That could be a good game. And then the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Minnesota versus West Virginia.
0: Yeah, I think that, that, that uh, Birmingham bowl, Houston versus Auburn, despite the fact that Bo Nix isn't going to be there, I think he's going to be, going to be a great game to watch. And I, I agree with you, Texas Tech versus Mississippi State should be a fun one as well. Yeah. I don't know, is Letty is Brown declaring this year? Is, are we expecting him to, to come um, on? I, uh, I, I think he probably will do. I need to start having a look deeper into... Into, it's um, so
2: difficult because I've started to write my list, obviously for the playbook, but without yeah. people declaring and stuff, it's really difficult at this time of year to say whether they will or not.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think from from here on out is when is when we'll start getting uh, is, is when we'll start getting a real understanding of um, of who's going to be in and and who's not. Especially the underclassmen, they're the main ones. Obviously, I think Leddy Brown is no Leddy Brown's no nah, Brown's a senior, is he not? So he definitely will be coming out this year.
2: I wasn't sure. So yeah,
0: I... unless unless they unless the year of eligibility is carried over, I'm fairly sure Letty Brown will be coming out this year. I think he, I'm pretty sure he's a senior. I think, he should. I think this is a good. I think this is a good year for him to uh, to come out. But... yeah, very good. Yeah, so we might not see him in in, in the game either. Um, on December 29th, we've got four games. Probably one of the pick pick of the bunch, to be honest. Um, the Alamo is Oklahoma, number sixteen ranked Oklahoma against number fourteen ranked Oregon. You've then got another brilliantly named Cheez It Bowl, which is number <laughs> nineteen Clemson against Iowa State. I love Cheez Its. What's
2: yeah, the Cheez It? Is it like, it? it like a what's it?
0: They're like no, they're like the um, they're like little crackers. You know, like uh, Ritz. Yeah they're they're like that they're in a box but they've got so many different flavors over there i also think it's a cheap i don't know if this is 100 percent. i know that they're crackers because i've ordered them on american shops before but i'm pretty sure they are a cheese spray as well like you know the, oh, the card and you squeeze it out Good. i haven't tried that and i'm not 100 sure if that is definitely called cheese it but i know they do the crackers and they're fantastic they do jalapeno ones oh Delightful. Anyway, sidetracked. There's two more games (laughs) on on December the 29th. You've also got the pinstripe, which is Virginia, Virginia Tech versus Maryland, and the Fenway, which is Virginia versus SMU, which I think is going to be a fantastic game.
2: That will be an absolute belter.
0: I think all four of these games on December 29th are going to be brilliant games. You've got three ranked teams, and then you've also got Iowa State, who had a good year, SMU, who had a good year, the two Virginia teams are there, and and then Maryland as well. I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a. That's going to be a great day.
2: I was played at Fenway Park.
0: Well, yeah, that's why it's called the Fenway Ball.
2: Yeah, but you, some of these have, <laughs> I, you know, get, I, know, like, I know. I know. I was just checking. <laughs> yeah. That could be cold. That could be a. That could be a cold game in Boston.
0: Yeah, it will be. I expect.
2: Yeah. Oh come! I didn't know. I didn't realize that. Played in a baseball stadium. I thought that was done now with Oakland moving out of. Raiders Stadium. Okay, December the thirtieth. We've got three games. The last Vegas Bowl. If you were in Vegas for a New Year's Eve celebration, get down and, and I'm assuming this is in <laughs> Alliance Stadium. I could be well wrong, <laughs> yeah, uh, so. but it could be. It should be a good game. The Wisconsin Badgers are playing Arizona State. You've also got Music City, Purdue versus Tennessee. I'm assuming Tennessee are at home there, being uh, Tennessee being the Music City. Um, mm.
0: Uh, uh, that, yeah, I mean it will be technically, would not they?
2: Yeah, uh, I would be hugely surprised if we see Hendon Hooker in that game, and then finally, Duke's Mayo, UNC versus South Carolina, two Carolina teams going at it in the Duke's Mayo Bowl.
0: Duke's Mayo, yeah, I think yeah, um, I think that UNC South Carolina game will be good. It's just a shame mm-hmm. Rattler won't be there for that one, but you'll uh, obviously be be with them next year. Yeah. And then New Year's Eve, we've got three games on. The Gator Bowl which is seeing two ranked teams, Wake Forest, who were number 17 against Texas A&M at 25. You've then got the Sun Bowl, which is Miami versus Washington State. And finally, the Arizona Bowl, Central Michigan versus Boise. That Wake Forest-Texas A&M game is going to be a, a very intriguing game. Obviously, it sounds like there's going to be a freshman under center for, uh, for Texas A&M. Or I am seeing reports that Haynes King may well be fit enough to participate in the bowl game.
2: When he'd so, want to be, wouldn't he?
0: Watch this space. Yeah, definitely. If he can get on the field before the end of the year, now now Calzada's gone, show that he's fit and, and have a, a good game against a, a solid weight Forest team, that'll do his uh, next year's starting position a world of good.
2: Yep. It's called the Tax Slayer Gator yeah. Bowl. I'm just it trying is, to look too. up where it is. Ash, the TIAA Bank Field. Where is that? It's, I know it's in Jacksonville. Is that where that's not where the Jags play though, is it?
0: TIAA Bankfield. No, it's not the Jaguars. It's not the Jag yeah, it is the Jaguars. Yeah. Really? It is the Jaguars, yeah. I
2: didn't think that I didn't think that was the name of their stadium. It?
0: yeah, it used to be the Jacksonville Municipal Stadium. Uh and yeah, it's now the TIAA Bankfield Stadium. Well there you go. it's also the Old Stadium as well.
2: Maybe that's what I think. And um, Everbank,
0: but... Everbank Field is what you'll know it as. Yeah. Yeah. No, nope, changed yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. In 2018.
2: Rubbish. <laughs> Did you do New Year's Day, Ash, or is that down to me?
0: Nope, got New Year's Day.
2: New Year's Day. Is, is there a game on January the fourth? Is there a three-day break between? There the is. Hours?
0: Yeah, randomly there is a game on January the fourth. Don't know why, but
2: yeah. Hey. Okay. But before we get to that, there's two games on New Year's Day. We've got the Citrus Bowl. Iowa State ranked 15th. They're going to be taking on Kentucky, who are ranked 22nd. And then the Outback Bowl, probably not played in Australia. That's Penn State versus Arkansas, who are ranked 21st. And then, as mentioned, we've got a game on January the 4th. Texas are The Texas Bowl, sorry. Kansas State are playing LSU.
0: I don't know why that game is so so much further out. Like, I don't know why it's not on the third or, I mean, yeah. I understand why it's not on the second because that's a Sunday, but why not the Monday?
2: Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? If you do know, let us know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. New Year's Day, Iowa, Kentucky, that's going to be a solid game. And Penn State, Arkansas is going to be a solid game as well. I haven't put a ranking next to Penn State, but surely they... Did they not finish ranked? No, they didn't, did they? They Probably. did not.
2: They are in the not, not in f- the top twenty-five.
0: They did not finish ranked. Yeah, but no, that's two, two, two quality games to uh, to start the new year, and then yeah, obviously got Kansas State, LSU on the fourth, and then the following, following um, is it Monday, tenth? Yeah, it will be. The national championship is Monday morning for us, I believe. Monday was it weekend. Tuesday morning?
2: Better get this right, Ash, because I'm going to book it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: pretty sure you have to have a look. We'll have, you'll have to have a look. I'm pretty we, sure it's it's it's, it. it's it's Monday the 10th for America. So we've got a
2: bit of time. We've got yeah, exactly. a bit of time. Yeah, yeah we've got that.
0: plenty of time. But there's yeah, um, lots of uh, lots of lots of bowl games to come. Lots of football yeah. still left to come, which is always great to see. But it, it starts getting into the uh, the real fun time soon.
2: Yeah, it's fantastic how they've spread them all, spread them all out as well. Where there's yeah. a few because just makes the season longer for everybody, and we get to watch more football, which is great for for fans and for draft nicks like yourself. And and I've got a, a couple of nuggets of information for everybody, Ash. The first is that Tom sent me a cheeky photo of him writing his first mock draft of the season. So oh. I've got no idea of when that's know, coming.
0: Do you know what's brilliant? I don't know if I messaged you this or not, but. I have had the exact same idea. I want to do, I want to get uh, a new top 100 done already. I want to get an initial one done. Um, and I also want to get a mock draft done as well. So me and Tom are on the same wavelength. Don't surprise me because I'm pretty sure as soon as the season ended last year, we jumped straight into a mock <laughs> draft. I'm pretty sure. So yeah. yeah, he's been chomping at the bit for weeks, I bet.
2: Well, Mel Kuiper's already put one out, hasn't he? So yeah, exactly. It's, it's no, It's no surprise that. It, it, it's coming thick and fast but we're going to be we're going to be talking about bowl games as they come over the next couple of weeks obviously because there's still football to talk about talking about results talking about games coming talking about any picks we like that sort of thing we will be getting into players we'll be getting into the draft we'll be getting into Ashes mock drafts top 100 loads of ideas Ashes coming up with, which is superb it's going to be a Let's just put it this way. The college football season does not stop for us. The game stop, but our game of the college football knowledge train is just continuing on and on. So,
0: 1 a.m. on Tuesday the 11th is the National Championship. For anyone interested?
2: Well, that's me booking the Tuesday off. Cannot wait. No.
0: Cannot wait. But no, like you say, lots more stuff to come now. As I say, as, as much as everyone loves the college season, I think it's the, the bread and butter for all of us. There isn't anything quite like the, the build-up to the draft and the, the players declaring, the players not declaring, the, the mock drafts, the review of the individual players, because you get so caught up in the season of the teams. You see spatterings of, it, of players here and there, but obviously you're focused on the results and the games themselves. And now we get to do a real deep dive into the tape of individual players. And I think that's, for me, watching individual players is one of the most exciting things about is about college football.
2: Yeah. If you are expecting any articles from me after January, Rush Nation, before April, best of luck with that because I'm diving into the playbook again. But the boys will be covering everything and I'll still be here on a weekly basis on the podcast. So don't worry about it. Information will still be there. Not that anyone reads my articles because I've got a very satirical way of writing. So (laughs) if you don't like my humour, I hear you. I hear you. I'm here for that. Listen, Ash, absolute pleasure to have you back, mate. As much as I enjoyed George's company, it wasn't the same without you, so I'm pleased you're back. Um, I
0: am pleased to be back.
2: Sneaky bit of a... We've been invited onto the Five Yard Dynasty pod at some point at the end of January to talk about players for this year's draft. Obviously, basically offensive only, because I'm not sure they do really do any Dynasty IDP, but no. maybe we can try and push them for that and get a bit of crossover with that,
0: I will get some defensive players in that conversation. Don't you worry. Uh, anybody who's listened to this podcast since the inception knows my soft spot for defensive players. So I'm going to force it down their neck. <laughs> <laughs> you will.
2: I mean, to be fair, Ash, any of the defensive players that you mentioned would have been on the, uh, would have been on my five yard showdown winning team. Cause I'm just that good at picking players. Let's, yeah,
0: let's... there we go. This year you are.
2: And last year and the year before. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, a, yeah, a, a yeah, triple threat. Yeah. It doesn't happen often. I 3 baby. Listen, Rush Nation, it's a Wednesday night. We're, we, I don't know after this, Ash, what day we're going to stick to. It's, it could be fluid, let's be honest. Yeah, we yeah. want the information to be correct, so we'll see where we're going. But Rush Nation, it's been an absolute pleasure once more to have you join us for this stream on a Wednesday evening, if you're listening to the podcast, thanks very much. If you do watch the stream or the video later on, head over to YouTube, hit the like, hit the notification so you know when Ash and I or the rest of the Five Yard Boys go live. Content is coming. It's fantasy football playoffs. I don't know how I've done, I'll be honest. <laughs> my, con- my contribution to college has been much bigger than NFL fantasy this year. But the boys over there are smashing it as always. The college boys have got content coming out on the reg. It's just a fun time to be a football fan, and we've got 20 days of of football now, something like that, which is superb. So college football's not over. It's just on every day. It makes it even sweeter. But, Rush Nation, until next week at some point when Ash are back in your ears, don't forget, Saturdays are for rushing too.